Hey man, seven two podcast episode seven. Today we got a different guest. Um, from somewhere that I've never heard of until I met this cat at college. Um, seems like I only seems like I've known this cat for like years, but it's only been like a couple. I don't know, like a year now, type ish. Yeah, going on a year. Trayvon, uh, Trayvon Barton from Van Wert, Ohio. Hey, man, tell these cats about about yourself and um, where you from, especially Van Wert. So, I get it's a sticky situation when somebody asks me where I'm from because I was born in Van Wert, but I did most of my growing up in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, a city. But I've lived in Arizona and all types of things. But most of my adolescence, middle school years, I, I in elementary grew up in Fort Wayne, but I moved back to Van Wert for high school. And did my growing up in high school years there. But I mean, um it was different because, you know, when I came when I went back to Van Wert because I was born there, but when I came back, everybody looked at me as like, you know what I'm saying, the black kid from the hood that loved to fight and shit like that. And so I had this because, you know, in the city, man, you if, if, if somebody call you out your name or they, you know what I'm saying, if you don't fight, then, you know what I'm saying, you know that's like a bitch. You mm. know what I'm saying? So, you know, I didn't, I, I was, I didn't have a good sense of humor in that way when they would joke around there. So I, you know what I'm saying, I'd get in fights, fight, trying to fight people because, you know, they, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, I'm a changed man now. I'm a changed man. I think we all changed. So, yeah, man, that's a... Uh, I don't want to get too too big into my background growing up because it can get sad, but I, I got out the mud. Let's just say that. I got it out Simple the mud. Simple as that. So, you know, obviously played college football at the Wittenberg University. Tiger up, baby. Get your <laughs> ass <laughs> No, yeah. but um, for you to make the transition from playing college football and now you're living – the regular life, but you but you have your career uh in set at the age of nineteen. Yes, sir. Nineteen with your own apartment, you uh a CEO? Yep. Man correctional officer. Tell me about that. Like how how was that transition from co- from um college to you know you going straight into your own um just your life, your own apartment apartment by yourself and thriving in your career? So, I always wanted to be in law enforcement. Um, so I went to career school my junior and senior year for criminal justice, um, but I also always wanted to play college football, and I promised my mom since I was little that I'd play college football. And so I did that, and after the first season, after the first year, I realized that college really wasn't for me because I didn't need it, you know what I'm saying? Like I literally just went to college just to play football. So after the first season, I was like, man, this is a waste of money. I'm not making no money. I'm working at Lowe's, 12 hours, making $200 a paycheck. Man, yeah. I was So I'm like, man, I can do something else. I mean, it sucks because I got to leave football. But at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Rather, I, I'd rather I'd rather make money and miss football than play football and, and lose money by paying college to play football. If that makes yeah. sense. So, I, I ain't going to lie, after after the football season, man, I stopped going to classes, bro. Mm. I, th- I just started working, saving up, because I knew I was going, you know what I'm saying, I was going to move out. 
get my own apartment and stuff. So one day, I went over to my girl's uh, parents' house because her dad worked at the prison with me. And I was like, hey, man, you think I can get a job with you? He's like, yeah, man, huh? Hold on, fill this out. I'm going to call you here. You'll get a call tomorrow. Got a call the next day. They told me to come in Monday. Boom, I got the job. Yeah. yeah. Ever since then, man, I've just been working. Working. I'm on an apartment. Just bought me a brand new car. You know what I'm saying? My first car I ever bought by myself. So it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling when um when you have when you had have doubters and you just prove them all wrong. Feel good. So being um and I'll be saying I'm a lot, man. I, I noticed that. But working in the prisons you seeing young cats come in and man, man, young cats that's like your age and they probably facing life for man uh, a high amount of years. How does that shit make you feel, bro? Man, so so unit D four is the juvenile unit, and there's kids in there 15, 16 with multiple bodies. Mm. There's a kid in there that just turned seventeen. He just turned seventeen. He's in there thirty to life with a parole date in 2047 mm. because he was in the back of a car and shot the driver and the passenger in the head. Like, and you know, when the kids come in, they ask them, they ask them, you know, they if, evaluate them, ask them questions. And one of the questions they ask him is what do you want to be when you grow up? He said a killer. He want to be a killer. Like his dad was, he dad killed people, his uncle, his dad's uncle's in prison for their life, killing people. So that's what he knew. That's mm. what he knows. It's just, it's just guns and shooting people. You know what I'm saying? And it's sad because I got brothers. I got four of them. And so I kind of, I don't see my brothers in them, but like I kind of, I try to help them as if they were my brothers. You know what I'm saying? Like I try to give them, because I grew up just like how they grew up. You know what I'm saying? So I try to give them words of advice, encouragement, you know, quotes that I live by. Some of them listen. Some of them one ear out the other. I mean, you can, Real talk. You, yeah. you can lead a horse of water, but you can't make it drink. You know what I'm saying? So Real so there's this there's this one cat. He's uh he's 17, and good family, just wrong place, wrong time. Mm. And uh, he's he got a little little over a year left, um for mandated time. Um, it was for uh felonious assault. He uh, shot somebody. Um, but he's he's smart, man. He's he's so smart. He don't he needs mature. He don't feed into the bullshit that be happening. You know what I'm saying? When shit be going down in the in the, in the pod, he be calming shit down. He just he just stay to himself. He's smart. He got a plan when he get out. Like you can like you can tell by the by by some people's actions in the in the prisons that when they get out, they're not coming back. And he's one of them. When when he get out, I know he's not coming back. Mm. So and it's kids like that, man. Like I you know I, I I talk to them the most because they understand the most. Real so, talk. Cause you know some of the kids in there, they all ego based. They let they 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 have a have a huge ego, or else you know they known as a bitch. Cause that's how you know that's how they grew that's up. How society type shit society, is. Yeah, yeah so, bro. So like for instance, I was in there a couple of days ago, and these two dudes were arguing about the fight. And I was telling, him, I was like, hey man, I was like, I was like, did he put your hands on you? He's like, no. I was like, so what you getting? I was like, what you what you trying to fight for? I was like, yeah, he might be talking shit, but don't let words get you out your character. Really? I told him I was like, man, you are a you are a black man in America. You do it, man. That's what you got you in here because you let words 
you know, people calling you out your name, that because that was me. You let words get to you, and you just another angry black man, stereotype. You know what I'm saying? I was like, man, don't let words get you out of your character. Now, if you put your hands on it, that's a different story. Right. But he just talking. Let him let him run his mouth. Let him waste. That's what I've been saying. Trust. You know real talk. And he was like, he was like, man, yeah, you're right, man, you're right. I think like that's that's a big thing with uh me, like you know, cause the thing about talking shit is that basically, bro, if you want to be doing something with your life. Bruh, you gonna have so many cats talking shit to yeah, you, bro. Like you, gonna you have, can't fight everybody, bro. Right, you gonna have people talking about you your whole life. Your whole life. And they if, never gonna stop. You feel me? Like, if you doing something, bro, it's gonna happen. Right. Might as well not even feed into it right now, bro. Yeah, that's, that's why I stick to myself, man. You know what I'm saying? I just do me, because people gonna hate regardless. And I just, shit, that's their job. Well, hate shit. Real talk. Go ahead. Man, so working in the prisons at a young age, I know you probably seen like some crazy shit in there, bro. <laughs> like some real crazy ass shit in there, bro. So there's pros and cons of starting at a young age. The pros is you're young. So the more you in there, you know what I'm saying? The more you learn, you can be in there longer. Shit like that. The cons is you're young. So the so the adult inmates, they're gonna look at you as you know you're young, so they're not going. Man, he he a young. He's not going. You know what I'm saying? Rather than some a CEO that's 30, 25, 30, 40, they're going. Okay, well he has some authority because you know he's older. But you know when you're 19 and you and they're direct and telling grown men what to do, like, eh. not a few of them like that. But I had to let them know, like, hey, I'm not here. To, I'm not here to disrespect you. You know what I'm saying? I you a human. I'm respecting you. You respect me back, but. You can't be doing this, and I don't. I don't like. I'm not. You're not gonna right. push me over. Like I'm right. not gonna play with. Like we was we was coming back from Chow, and it's, it's tweaker, bro. So like, so we have porters. Porters are like the people that can be like, damn near be out all day, and they just clean, bro. Mm. clean. And so we was coming back from Chow. When people come back from Chow, they all go back in their cells and they lock down. Well, this dude was running around acting like a porter, giving out ice. I'm like, I'm like, man, what the fuck is you doing? He's like, I'm passing out ice. I mean, you're not a fucking porter, man. Get back in your cell. He's like, yes, sir. And ever since then, I had no problems with him. But there's going to be, and that, not just because I'm young, but like when you a new CO, people, the inmates know that. Mm-hmm. So they're going to try to play you. Okay. So like they might switch cells on you. Be like, hey, hey keep up my cell. But yeah, man, what's the number? 2054. Whole time, that's somebody that owed them some owed them some money. Money. They trying to get in, trying to get off on Yeah, them. money in prison is like a commissary and shit. That's yeah. what they call money. Go in there, beat the brakes off, dude, because he ain't giving what you know what I'm saying. Or it might be not even that; it might just be some giving them some 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 drugs or something. Mm. So you just gotta be aware of that type of shit. Um. So yeah, I mean, but some crazy shit though. Um. Man, the 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 crazy stuff happened in 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 uh, units D one and C three. D one is the crisis unit. Where like suicide watch, like suicidal people go. Constantly. Have you been in there? Huh? Yep, I've been in there quite a few times. Mm. Um, people that are just crazy out their minds, cuckoo. Um, and C three is C three is is the their mental health, but they're not as cuckoo as okay. D one. So like, and the thing, so like, so like, I'm sure people are are familiar with the whole, um, known as. We call it TPU, but it's also not in the hole. So general population, they when they go to the hole, they go to the actual hole, TPU. 
But when C3, when they get in trouble and they go to the hole, they go to D1 because of their mental health. Okay. So, um, I mean, man, there's people, man, there's this guy, Spencer, he be cutting his guts out. Man, he because he, he's on a suicide mission. He because he's yeah. in there for killing his kid, so he, he's on a suicide mission. So he be like he has a shit bag because he cut his guts out, and he be playing with his guts, sticking shit in there. He be putting shit in his in his intestines, be cutting his arms, cutting his arteries. Man, crazy shit like that. For you to see that, bro, like I give you props for still working there because. I feel like you see a lot of shit that can like fuck you up mentally, bro. Yeah, it, like traumatize you yeah, type the, shit, bro. The job is mentally is mentally hard. Physically, it's easy, but mentally, it's hard. Like, I mean, when you see shit like that, you just you just gotta take it for what it is and don't take that shit home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just leave that shit at work because you take it home, then you know what I'm saying it could affect your your relationship with your significant other. You know what I'm saying? You could, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it is like there's this dude. I mean, they do it all the time, but um, I was in there the other day, and dude was, he was shitting, but he was taking his shit and throwing it around in his cell, his his shit, smeared on the door, uh, taking water out the toilet and, and pushing the water and the shit out the door, and it just had a whole shit, a whole pot smelling like straight ass. Mm. And, oh, hell and no. he was just doing it just for no reason. He was like, like, I even learned my first lesson. So, I was in D1, yep. and this dude, uh, he um, was pissing all over his cell. Sheets, bed, floor, anywhere but the toilet, right? And he was rolling around and rolling around, swimming, all in his piss, right? So, the plumbing the plumbing started messing up. So, D2, the unit upstairs, when every time they flush their toilet, it would flood his cell and the cell next to him. Mm. So... Three of us officers, we went to go cuff him up through the cuff port and take him into a dryer cell to get that one fixed. Well, he put trash in his mouth, was trying to take it with him, and we like, nah, just leave the trash in here. So he took it out of his mouth and he threw it out the cuff port and it hit me. Mm, I know you was heated, bro. Bro, man, hit me hit me my shirt and then it got on my glove and then a little bit got on got on my um my my arm, the trap like the piss. Mm. So man, that shit hit me. I took a deep breath. I went into the bath. It's like Dilo, breathe, just breathe, bro. I took I took me a deep breath, went into the bathroom, and damn near took a whole bath in that bitch. Scrubbing. Cause that man so That's disgusting, bro. Disgusting. Like disgusting. And like I know that there's certain times in there where you be like, bro, I'm about to whoop your ass, bro. But yeah. you just don't but like you can't because like your job is to like, you know, like Yeah. See, so like now we got body cameras. Like, I, man, back then I heard stories. Like back then, if something like that happened, man, man, come on me. You go into a closet and beat the brakes off, dude. <laughs> but you can't do that no more because you have you have body worn cameras. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So everything is everything is caught on there. So I mean, you can turn it off, but the audio still play. Okay. Only thing only thing you can do is take it off and put it somewhere else. But when you do that, they can be like, oh, why'd you take your camera off? And he got a fucked up nose, you know, fractured skull, but then you took it and you was with him last and you took it, you know what I'm saying? So you can't really do that shit no more. Like even like somebody that I work with, uh, he got spit on mm. and See. he can, he couldn't do nothing. But and the inmates know that like, they'll like they'll come up, they'll hit you and go and put their hands up because they know that you can't do anything. Wow. Because if you do it, cause if they hit you and they put their hands up, 
that's technically assault because once you because once you gain control, you can no longer use force, or else it's excessive force and it's assault. So once they they can hit you, but once they put the hands up, then you te then you technically have control because their hands are up and they cuffing up. But so, so, so like so if a nigga if a nigga come and he got a problem and he just rock like punch me my shit you know in the back of the head or catch me off guard and he put his hands he up. put his hands up and cuff up I cannot do anything and if I do I'll get fired. Damn, so like you have to, damn, like you gotta really keep your composure. Yeah, and I'm uh, like, mm. yeah, I mean, I, but see, I try not to get on that level because you know what I'm saying. The the like, despite that they're inmates, they still humans. Right. They just made bad mistakes. Some of them made terrible that I that they below the earth. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like we got that dude Fuentes who. I don't know if y'all remember, but about a year ago, he raped that nine-year-old girl, got her pregnant. It was all over the news. We got him. He's in D2 right now. Um, we got somebody that killed his mom and was having sex with his mom for six months with her corpse. Wow. Like, just shit like that, man. Like, fuck you. Like, like, real, like, like, like real talk. Like some sick-ass shit, bro. Like, so, but some people, you know what I'm saying, beat up somebody or, like, one uh, this is that kind of sad story. So one of the kids that he just turned eighteen a couple like a month ago, um, so he went to the adult population. Well, his story, he's in there for I think like thirteen years because he shot and killed, <coughs> he shot and killed his mom's boyfriend. But the story behind it is, his his mom's boyfriend was like beating up his mom, and he was telling her like, "Man, you need to leave this dude." Well, long story short, his mom told her boyfriend to go set like to go rob her son wow so set his son up and he came out of his boyfriend came out of him with a knife and he's like hey man i got a gun i got it he's like man i don't and came out with a knife so he shot him and he killed him but his mom set him up now his mom they don't talk they he they ain't go to court with him they don't go to visits with him he he really ain't got nobody for real Damn. and that's another that's another kid that i know when he get out he he's not gonna come back so, I mean, there's you got everybody in there, but like I said, I just try to treat everybody with respect because, you know what I'm saying, when you treat somebody with respect, respect is given back to you and vice versa. So I I tend to not have any problems. Now, you'll have shit talking here and there like everywhere else. You're going to have to Real but just don't just don't let it escalate. You know what I'm saying? There's a there's a term in corrections, um, and it's the reason that you go home is because the inmates let you. You know what I'm saying? Because there's 124 of them in a pod. If they want to, if they want to kill you, they can. When they're out for wreck, they can. So, so CRC is so that's CRC is where anybody that goes to prison in Ohio goes to CRC first. That's where they get booked. That's where they get processed. That's where they get like their security level at, and then they ride out. They don't stay there for more than 90 days. Now the cadres, cadres are the people that live there. So cadres are the are C C units, so C one, C two, and C three. They live there now. The C one and C twos they can stay out till one a.m. because you know that because like staff members will bring in their dogs. Dogs will stay in their cell. They'll you know what I'm saying train them. You know all that type of shit. So yeah, cadres they stay there. They got jobs and they they live there. Now the others they they ride out to their parent institutions. The only way you can be a cadre is if the institution asks you if you want to be a cadre. So they have it. They have it made, but the other people they lock down for twenty three hours a day. 
23 hours and they lock down. They lock down. They only get one hour of rec. What's rec? Rec is recreation. So either they, oh, okay. they go outside and play, you know, hoop, whatever they do, or they stay inside. And they get, they get, I think, one, they get one outside rec a week. And then the rest of the days are inside rec. They watch TV, play cards, cook their food, whatever, work out, whatever. So they the the reception guys, they lock down for 23 hours a day. The only time they come out is rec. And when they go into chow or med bay or, you know, some need it. You know yeah. I mean? So during that rec, man, if, if they like, hey, man, we about, we about, you know, he didn't be in the ass. So we finna go, we finna go get him. You know what I'm saying? You, you at the desk, you know, mind your own business. And, and, and somebody go, hey, man, um, I've been looking for this. Can you, can you come unlock this door for me? Set yeah, man, come on. Shit. Set me up. I, you know, I go unlock the door and then I get hit from back, you know, from, 20 different people, you know what I'm saying? Damn, bro. So, yeah. So, they, we go home at the end of our shift because they let us. But, yeah, man, it's... Correction isn't as bad because, like, that shit, like, for that, like, the possibilities of that happening is very slim. Yeah. So, people, like, they think corrections is just an awful, awful career. Mentally, yes. Physically, it's really simple. Like... You you basically you get paid to to babysit. Basically, you get paid to to sit around and, and get up and walk around the pot every thirty minutes. Basically, another question that I wanted to ask you was, um, what goes into being a CEO? How did you get there? You know, what what type of work did you have to do to get to that position that you're in right now? So to get into corrections, so. For corrections, for me, it was just a stepping stone. You know, I probably won't make corrections a career. Okay. But it would just be a stepping stone for me to, you know, to put on my resumes to say, you know, I can get, you know, wherever. You know what I'm saying? They'll say, okay, well, you have you have experience in law enforcement. You have experience, you know. So, but the process to being a CEO, it, since it's a prison and it's a state job with the state and the union, you have to go through the academy, which is a month-long the academy, you go through the basics of corrections, and like the first two weeks is just powerpoints and slides of different things, and then like the third and fourth week is like hands-on. So you'll do, uh, you'll do um, like uh, DTSC, which is um, defensive tactics. You'll do um, restraints, learning how to like put on full restraints. You'll do shotgun and Glock. You'll go to the range, shoot your shotgun and Glocks, and you'll do uh, OC spray. You'll go in the chamber to contaminate the chamber with OC spread on the walls, and you'll go in there. It's hard. Me, me personally, I think I took it really well. I think it's all mental. You know, I went in there. My I went in there. My eyes closed immediately. Mm. So I was like, all right, open your eyes, Siobhan. So I open them, and then what it does. Oh, see, yeah, it hurts your eyes, but it, it fucks up your lungs, your respiratory. Yeah. So, like, you can't breathe. I mean, you can, but if you tell yourself you can't breathe in your head, you won't be able to. Then you're going to freak out because you think you can't breathe. Right. But in reality, you can. But you can't take deep breaths. you got to take small, choppy breaths. And then they ask you multiple questions. And then after they ask you that last question, you can you know, go out. It's not that hard. But they do that because, you know what I'm saying, if you do get a use of force and you go into an area that's pepper- um infected you know how to handle it yeah you know what i'm saying so but yeah i mean that's really basically you just go through the academy and then after the academy 
you go uh, two to uh, two weeks on OJT on the job training, and then after two weeks, man, you you in you're on your own. Right there. So for anybody who wants to get into corrections and and uh, law enforcement, this hey man, all the all of the info right here. With yeah, it, hey it. man, if you in the Columbus area, CRC Prison, man, officers need it. Don't let if you man if you from the hood and you scared about being called the feds or or twelve whatever it may have you, man don't set your man set that shit to the side. We use good money. I make ten k a month, man. So just don't don't let people don't let people make your decision for you if you if you're thinking about getting into law enforcement and corrections is a great stepping stone. So you know what I'm saying. <coughs> Bless. You. Damn, thank you. So like. You said that that's not your goal for like, um, you don't want this as a career. What do you want for your career? So, obviously, went into criminal justice, you know, because I wanted, I wanted a career in law enforcement. But as but as I got older, I just realized that I want to be successful. You know what I'm saying? It, I've picked up on certain things online, such as day trading. Um, I'm starting to get my LLC and property management. So that way, when I move to to Texas, um, I can rent out Airbnbs and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, now, will I have a a career per se? Yes, probably, um, because all the other businesses and side hustles, whatever you want to call it, I'll have that's just extra income coming in that I won't pay taxes for. You know what I'm saying? But who knows, man? Who knows? You know what I'm saying? I can't I can't predict the future. But right. regardless, I just wanna my my goals in life have always just been you know what I'm saying, build my house, have a wife, kids. I'm I'm a family man. I've always been a family man. So just just what's the word I'm looking for? Um I don't know, just raising my kid, just just having a family, you know, giving my family something that I never had. Hell yeah. So, that's real talk right there. Um, I want to get in into college. Okay. College football. How was your first year of playing college football? And yeah, how was that, bro? Like real talk. <laughs> so, all right, first year. So going in, right, man. I ain't gonna lie, man. I thought because I thought I was gonna be the top dog. I was gonna be the top dog, and. I got there and I was like, oh man, there's some man, I ain't I ain't never heard of this move. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm learning shit I ain't never seen before in my you know what I'm saying? I've seen Aaron Donald do this shit, but I thought, oh he's That's um, Aaron Donald. Yeah, that's Aaron Donald. Man, I don't that's gonna take me years, but man, Jovan Johnson showed me some things. And and uh Yeah, man, um it it was it was a it was a learning experience, you know what I'm saying? And it was it was something to get used to, getting up. 5 a.m. going to workouts, going lifts, to meetings, lifts, breakfast, meetings right after that, lunch, a meeting right after lunch. Then you got practice, and you got a meeting after practice, and you got dinner. Did you, you shower after lifts, bro? Yeah. Come on, <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Look, you mean, I went straight to tower. Tower on that slow ass elevator. Slow ass bro. elevator, man. Took me, man, man, floor five. Uh, took me Damn. Angle lotto. 
in, in our bathroom, the first shower, that had the best water pressure. Boy, I'll be in that bitch. <laughs> a good house. Yeah, I would keep missing them dorm days being at Wittenberg, bro. Like, and it was cool, man. I, bro, I ain't gonna lie. I'm, I don't know if I miss college. I just miss the people and the shit that we did at college. Nah, real talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, just going to people's dorm, fucking shooting damn Orby guns at each other and shit. That shit was getting serious. And you had to chase yeah. that LeBron's ass. I was gone. <laughs> you know where I'm at, bitch. Oh, oh, but I was chasing niggas down. And yeah, he was getting busy. He was, yeah. he, was a, he was a general. Oh, he trying to grill. <laughs> nah, but damn, bro. Like, yeah. But yeah, it was just something to get used to. But as I got used to it, you know what I'm saying? I met a lot of great people that I, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to forever be friends with. Um, that I call my brothers. And uh, Mark Updegraff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to. Mark Updegraff, big hawk. I just shit about that, boy. I ain't going to lie. Hawk walking ass nigga. Chains on it, bro. Nigga was free balling. Free balling, bro. Bro, his fit every day was some gray shorts with a cut off hoodie, bro. <laughs> bro, I ain't gonna lie, bro. There has never been no other man that has like, bro. I don't want to sound like no chump saying this, but there has been no other man with, that put fear in me because that nigga up the ground. He was just so damn serious, bro. And like he was serious all the time. And but he, <laughs> but like you, but. The thing with Updegraph was though, if he didn't like you, he did not like you. So, but if you was on his good side, you was safe. Like, yeah. he'll, like he'll joke around with you, like, like you know, when saying when he was sitting in the weight room, like, man, get this cat, man. Like he he would joke with us, but if he didn't like you, <laughs> it was not. Funny. <laughs> if he didn't like you, like man, fuck you, live your way. Like, bro, like it was just crazy. Like you remember, fought, bro. Like our first off, our first offseason workout, bro. Five a.m. Was you injured or you was still? He was practicing that day on the field. It was 5 a.m., bro. We yeah. were in the hills. Yeah. We, we, we had stations, yeah. bro. This nigga Mike Fair doing lunges, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> bro, it was getting serious, bro. Like, hey, bro, yo. was not going. He had the 45 plant, pound plate doing lunges, bro. He said, no, bro. It was in 5 a.m., bro, on oh, the field. Oh, my God. You see the frost on bro. Frost on the ground, cold it's, as fuck. It's the winter, too. Winter. This isn't no. This is the winter. Thirty-three degrees, nigga. Bro, that was the most crazy shit I've ever been Christian through. Christian Sweet with his shirt off, turning red and shit. I ain't gonna lie, I took <laughs> my shirt off too, bro. <laughs> that was that white side coming out. I ain't. Gonna... Yeah, they was all, but I shit. Fuck that. I kept my shit on, nigga. I ain't. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was bad, but that shit was fun though, bro. I, yeah, I definitely do miss Wittenberg some days, bro. Yeah, just, some days. Just. For the cast there, yeah, Mister, yeah, Mister People, man, for sure, for sure. But hey, the people going their ways, you know what I'm saying? Shit, just doing, man, just doing big things. There, you know, everybody that we hung out with, doing big things, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, whether, yeah. That be, whether that be starting life or going to a different school, you know what I'm saying? Regardless, just doing big things, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to ask you about, you know, not playing ball no more. I feel like some cats feel like, uh, some cats feel like they gotta play ball forever, damn near. Yeah. How has your process been with um, letting go of playing football? And I'm pretty sure you still have that have that urge sometimes. You'd be like, you know what, fuck, I'm going back to school. Like, man, I'm gonna play ball again, or like, or like, I miss playing ball. Yeah. Letting go of ball and focusing on your passion or your uh career. How has that been for you, family? So, 
I'll have my moment. I mean, I'll for, I'll forever love football. I'll forever miss like I was just looking at uh some some clips today for me in high school and college and shit. Like, damn, I missed this shit. But um, I don't know. Ever since football season was over, and I kind of and I kind of had that you know that thought that man, you know what I'm saying I'm not I'm not coming back next year. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna focus on life. My mind has been more at peace. Mm. You know what I'm saying, knowing that. You know, like I can just get to the money. You know what I'm saying? Because so, I feel like cats don't know like uh, the real about college football, bro. Yeah. Like that shit can really bring you down. I ain't yeah, gonna lie. And like, cause bro, like I'm not gonna lie, man. When I when I came to Wittenberg, I was 200 pounds. 200. I have never been that low in my high, bro. I was damn near like I for some reason I couldn't get the 199. I don't know what it was. I was trying to get below 200, but I couldn't get it. But I was like two, I was like two hundred and two between two hundred and two hundred five. Man, the season ended, nigga. I was two thirty, mm. and not with good weight either. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just so, it was so depressing. Like, like outside of football workouts, like, like it is like Wittenberg itself just made me feel like, like just made me feel down. Like I just went straight to the room and slept, Bruh. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then, and then I got my job at. You know what I'm saying? My my two jobs after, you know what I'm saying? Just because even like during like when I had the Lowe's job, I was doing that shit during season and, and during workouts. Yeah. Like between workouts and, and work and my job, man, it just it just got me down. Then, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I met my girlfriend a month in the college relationship. Wait, that shit real. <laughs> shit. Fucking at 2 a.m. Get hungry after you going to Taco Bell and shit. <laughs> hey, man. If y'all, man, yeah, that shit. So, man. Nah, that shit is real. That shit's I'm real. I'm about that. Because I know. Yeah, because, you know, after me and my girl get, you, yeah, you get, get hungry. <laughs> I ain't going to be banging like shit. Right. See me come with a bowl of ice cream, some chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and like, that's a real talk, but like, I ain't going to lie, man. Oh, God. I mean, one time, it was like it was like when I first moved into my crib, me and my girl got it, got it going. Man, after we was done, it was like a good three hours after we was done. And I went to my kitchen, butt ass naked. Three, three hours. Three hours. Took me. You ain't last for no damn three hours. Shit, man. who ain't? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I keep going. I bust and keep going. But anyway, man, I, man, after that, man, I went to my kitchen, butt ass naked, cooked me some hash browns on Steve. Hash browns. Cooking in your own kitchen, butt naked. Butt naked. It feels great. I ain't going to lie. Cause they ain't, you know what I'm saying? You can't do that at Wittenberg, you know what I'm saying? Nah, real talk. Like, you know, unless you got that uh, air fryer. The, hey, that air fryer, boy, that was my it. best friend. Air fryer was clutch. Yeah, tell Wittenberg I have, I have my air fryer in my room. Hobachi, y'all. Yeah. yeah, in my room. <laughs> Sucker. Suck. She was in my room. Nah, but, man. Yeah, man. So, I mean, life outside of football, it's, uh, you have a lot more, you have a lot more peace of mind. You know what I'm saying? Just to focus on, you know what I'm saying? What you need to focus on. Especially, now, I, I can't speak for all because, like, I know if I was D1 and had a full-ride scholarship, I ain't going to lie, I'd probably still be there. Hell yeah. But the fact that I was paying a school <laughs> to play football, that school itself wasn't that good within, like, teachers and academics and shit like that, that I was paying to play football, paying to play the sport that I love, you know what I'm saying? It kind of that's that's it played a part in me just man like fuck it man I'm gonna save my money and I'm gonna get my own. You I know think, what I'm saying? Yeah, like that's real because I uh I believe that 
a big part of me like leaving Wittenberg was that, bro, after football, bro, I was just depressed. Yeah. Like during football season two, I was depressed. And I'm like, bro, if you're going to pick a school, bro, pick a school for the school. Right. Like, because once football is over, bro, and, and you leave that practice or something, bro, it's like, damn. Right. Like, bro, I ain't going to lie to bro. The only thing that kept me going was y'all, bro. Real talk. Dude, Mike, Wesney. You know what I'm saying? All, like, bro, like, if it wasn't for y'all, wasn't for y'all, man, and my girl, like, man, I probably would have left that bitch a long time ago. But it, but like, I held in there though, cause like, man, after football, man, it was just like, man, fuck. Like, dude, why am like, I still here, bro? Right, like, I, bro, I'd be like laying in bed, like after work or some shit. Like, man, man, what the fuck, man? Like, I ain't got no money in my account. You know what I'm saying? Broke. Man, broke college student, bro. Broke co- man, that shit, man. That broke, shit real, real, bro. Like, you got the CDR, but, like, fuck. Sometimes the CDR. CDR. It was cool. Sometimes the cafe, it was kicking some bullshit. Right, <laughs> kicking, bro. Like, so, like, yeah, man, just, it was just real. I just got real down. Real down. And I wasn't, I wasn't fucking with because I'm not that type of person. Yeah. I, I don't like being negative. I don't like feeling negative. So, I, man, I, I had to do something. Once I realized... That I wasn't gonna come back, man. Like I just got, you know what I'm saying? I got, cause I got a, like once I got my approved for my apartment, man, my spirits went up. Cause I was like, damn, this is my first place by myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing it. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing it. And then I got got this job. Then I bought my my first car by myself. Man, I'm doing it. You know what I'm saying? Oh uh, yeah, she <laughs> hard. Like, uh, yeah. No. So. It's uh, teach its own, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I can't speak for everybody. Everybody got their own dreams and goals, but whatever, just whatever your decision is, go go at it hard. You know what I'm saying? Don't, if, you, if you're going to do it, do it. Just do it like Nike. You talked about, like, yourself being down. Um, man, how did you, you – I want to learn how, how did you battle back from being down? And, uh, you know, just feeling like – just feeling terrible, bro. Like and and like so depressed about being somewhere that like you was like, damn, but I got no business being here after football. Yeah. Um. Then I'm not gonna lie. I had to give all those all that props to my girl, man. Cause like I'm the type of person like when I'm down, like I don't like to talk about it. Yeah. Um, which is kind of a bad thing because I keep it all inside and then it stays there. And then one day it's just all gonna blow up. So we gotta fix that, bro. Yeah, and like and men in general, bro. Yeah, because like you know, society makes you know what I'm saying. If you don't talk, if you talk about something, and you let your feelings out, then you a bitch. Yeah, you a bitch. Right. Really? That's not how. Like, bro, we had, me and you had countless conversations of our feelings and, and, and deep conversations. Oh yeah. Help You know what I'm saying? So like, but yeah, I, I ain't gonna lie. I had to get those props to my girl because like she could tell when something was wrong with me. And then she kind of she kind of forced it out of me, and she's like, just giving me you know words of encouragement, and shit like that. And I took it and I ran with it, and just kind of bounced back. You know what I'm saying? I was like, all right, boom, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my apartment. You know what I'm saying? And then just taking it step by step, step by step, like small things. Right. Like, Go ahead. Talk. And and I and I still I had trouble with this, and I still kind of do, but I was comparing myself to other people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because you know I'm 19 going on 20 but at the time i'm like man he 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 got more muscles than me he's he bigger than me he got more money than me 
what the fuck am I doing? I mean, I'm, I'm a bum. We see but, that, boy. But the whole time, this dude I'm talking about is 30 years old. You know what I'm saying? I'm 19. Right. You know what I'm saying? He got a whole 11 years on me. I just, I, I, I did that a lot, which I think was a was a good and a bad thing. And the reason I say that, the good thing is that it made me go harder and try to get more money and what may have you. But the bad thing is, is I would feel like I, I wasn't doing enough. I wasn't enough because I wasn't like that. You know what I'm saying? I was at the bottom. So, but I kind of, I kind of like pushed that aside and picking, taking it step by step. And I started reading books. I don't like to read, but I started reading books. Go deep, go deep into about the reading. Cause I feel like reading definitely sharpens your mental. It does. It, Cause I, uh, the book is called um, Total Money Makeover by Dave, by, uh, Dave Ramsey. Man, I read that book and it really opened my eyes about fi- finances, money, uh, uh, just life. So, like, um, I read it and, man, I don't know what happened, but, like, a, a light bulb just clicked. And I was like, this this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm, I'm going to do it. Blah, blah, blah. And after that, man, after I read that, after, as I was reading the book and after I read the book, man, my spirits was high. Like, that book got me, like, in a different, like, mindset. You know what I'm saying? And it made me understand things about money that I never understood before. And, yeah, man. Books, man, books can, like, they can really, really sharpen your mind. Sharpen your Real tools. Make you smarter. That's what, like, I don't, I don't read, like, like fiction books like Harry Potter and all that. Like if I read a book, it's about like history, money, shit like that. That's like you know your type type ish. Yeah, like yeah, yeah I like feel my, you. On that. Uh, it happened because my dad he gave me a book a while ago when I was younger, Breaking the Curse of Willie Lynch. If I don't know that book. It's a great book. It's about like basically like a slave and it's basically like just a, a black history book. But I read that book and ever since then, my man, my books of choice has been history. And then I started getting into financial books. Those is an eye opener. But yeah, it, it it made me get into a whole different mindset. I want um shit. I keep saying uh, bro. <laughs> I want you to get into your biggest moment of uh, facing adversity. You you know what was that one moment in life where you were. Where you were at rock bottom and you had the game plan to stand back up. Go through that process with me, man. Mm. I have to think back, man. It could be football or just life in general, bro. Man, uh, help these cats out here. Shit, help me. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I feel like I've been going through adversity my whole life. Um, and the reason I say that is because. I, I, I said at the beginning of the podcast, I want to dig deep into my past, but you kind of asked this question. So, so when I was in, when I was in eighth grade, I was homeless. Uh, it was, I was living with my mom. I lived, I lived with my mom for like 14 years. She was a drug addict. She did every drug in the book that you can name. Uh, but my eighth grade year, it was me, my brother, Isaiah, my brother, junior, my sister, Ayla, that was living with us. And we was homeless, living on, sleeping on benches, tents, renting hotel rooms, you know what I'm saying I had to, you know what I'm saying I had to be the dad because my my other two siblings, their dad was in prison, 
you know, my dad was trying to get us, my dad's been trying to get us um, in his custody for, you know, a couple of years, but it just took a while. Um, so I had to, I had to grow up early. Mm-hmm. And so um, with that, uh, then like towards the end of my eighth grade year, I, my dad finally got custody of us, of me and my brother Isaiah and my, my two, my two other siblings still was living with my mom. And uh, I still was that that um over like not overprotective but like the the kid from the hood I guess you call it um so I never really I wasn't I never really fit in I was always just like by myself I mean I have friends but like I never they I was never really in like into the groups you know what I'm saying heard you like. I just stayed to myself. I had I had my friends that I hung out with, and that's it. I didn't hang out with nobody else, cause you know what I'm saying they they, cause my friends had friends that was in a group, and you know what I'm saying I wasn't messing with I wasn't messing with it, and so, um, and then I and then junior year, I got accepted in the Vantage for criminal justice, and I was like, okay, now I'm starting to get somewhere, and then finished high school and was doing great in football high school football and i signed with wittenberg and i was like okay now i'm really doing something and then got to got to wittenberg was playing football and uh after football man just feeling down and you know i'm saying and people i just remember people telling me that i wasn't gonna be shit you know, doubting me, stuff like that. People from Van Wert, Convoy, whatever you Yo, your own city. Yeah, they just, you know what I'm saying, they doubt me because, you know what I'm saying, I was a troublemaker, you know, shit like that. And uh, so I just remember, I remembered that. I was like, man, I got to I gotta prove them wrong. So then I was like, you know what I'm saying, with the press of my girl, noticing something wrong with me and then, wind up getting this job, this career CEO. And now I look back at it and I'm like, man, I, I'm I'm 19. I'm on track to make six figures this year. Like, there's not the people that was talking shit about me, they not doing this. I'm saying they still live with, they still feeding off their parents. They ain't even got no job. They out partying every weekend. You know really? what I'm saying? Like so I feel like I feel like that was my adversity point basically my whole life just coming from you know what i'm saying uh, a broken home homelessness and shit like that to where i am now i feel like that was my adversity point and i wanted you to go deep into the story because every episode um i've gotten in touch with cats stories yeah you know everyone has a story and everyone has a voice. I feel like with us, you know, knowing each other's stories and knowing how how we bounce back from from these big moments of adversity, just teaching cats to keep going and never give up because you never know what can happen if you just put one foot in front of the other right. and keep going and just choosing your suffering. I think. That was a big part. 
that was a big part on why I wanted to make a podcast um, to help cats elevate, mainly to help me elevate for real. You know, I learn something new every time I have a new guest on here, and, and I learn y'all stories, and it voted and it motivates me to really keep going. So I really appreciate y'all for trying to, you know, break down your story without getting too deep, without you know trying to look cats know all your business and and ish but i pray that you continue to keep that strong structure going because at at such at such a a young age and you already doing some doing some big ish now you got to really keep building and uh maintain it so i just want to tell you to keep going because you definitely made some cats proud yeah. Uh, definitely made me proud from f- from me hearing like your whole story type ish from like from off the podcast type ish mm-hmm. to see where you at now and I, I know it's not easy having your having your own place and having to go to work sixteen hour shifts mm. at nineteen mm. sixteen hour shifts and you don't got no kids but you got a car a crib got to pay ish off and. You not out partying and drinking like the no. like most of the cats our age, cause man, like you know, you know what they say: party when you're young, yeah, you work when you get older. So that's YOLO. You know, you only get one life. Well, I look at it from the other side. You know, what I'm saying work when you're young, so that when when you get older, you can do all the partying, traveling, whatever the fuck you want to do. You know, what I'm saying you, if you working now, you 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 setting yourself up for the future. So when you can retire whenever you want to, you know what I'm saying? You got stocks and something and you know what I'm saying? If, and say, say you put in a stock, a fucking, I don't know, fucking damn gold bond lotion. And that shit, for some reason, that shit take off 15 years. You put $10 in it and now you got 10 million because mm. that shit took off. 15 million and you 30, what? Not even what? Fucking 35 years old? Yeah. You got $10 million at 35 years old. Man, you can retire at 35. Live your best life. Take that take that $10 million and put it in something else and turn that 10 into 20. Turn that 20 into 50. Turn that 50 into 100. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And that, it's not always going to work like that out forever. Yeah. But I'm I'm just Because you're making like, the process sound real green. Now. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not green at all. But, but like, I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? It, it's not going to... I mean, chance of you putting your ten dollars in the gold bond turning ten million. I mean, come on. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, it, shit like that could happen. Like, just getting started with just it. Just getting type started, is. right? So you just set yourself up for the future, and instead of you know working at fucking Popeyes or some shit, and then getting weekends off and going out to OSU or the club or some shit partying, just to feel like shit the next day because you got a hangover. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like. See, I, but see, I've Different never, views I, type right? Like, I've never been like that. I mean, of course, I've I've been to parties. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just talk, not to party, but like, I don't go every like I'll go every once in a while, like every once okay. in a blue moon. Like, if I feel like drinking out, man, I'll bust one open at the crib. Take, you know what I'm saying? Have a few drinks, chill out. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, I don't I don't feel the need to go out, and that's another thing too. Like, if you go out, man, there's somebody always gonna be hating, especially in a city like this. You know what I'm saying they. Some dude might be, you know what I'm saying, drunk or something, he, and you got on nice shoes. He see you pull up in a nice car, he hating, he want it, and now you get in the shootout. 
and you ain't even got a gun on you. Now you now you fucking getting shot because some dude wanted your shoes. You know what I'm saying? It's like, just it's like that. It's for like really. that, man. That's why I don't go out and like I just man, that's why I just stay to myself. I mean I'd rather I'd rather work and when I see that paycheck hit, like, see, now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like your shit just green now, bro. Right. It, Cause if I ain't gonna lie, man, it feel good. It feel good when that when you hit when you see that check hit, and it's the most amount of money you've ever seen hit your account before. It, it just it feels great. It really do. And then once you got that, you can do whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? If you want to go out, you if you want to go out and have a nice night with your girl or something, take her out to dinner, have a few drinks, you can. Instead of blowing your money on alcohol, getting drunk, going to a club. Waking up at a different house, feeling like shit. You know what I'm saying? See, and I get what you're saying about, by it feels great. I want to ask you, bro. Like, do you ever have those? Do you ever have those, those moments where you be like, I'm just bored, or I just feel like so alone type of issue? Like, I don't be kick, like I don't um, kick it with cats no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, bro. I be like sometimes, man. I'm like on my on my days off. I'd be sitting on the crib watching Netflix. Like, man, I'm bored as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Knowing I got you here, but like, you know what I'm saying? You busy. You, you know what I'm saying? You got girl. You got work. You know what I'm saying? And then my homies at home, they two out two hours away. You know right. What I'm Shit. I don't got a P5 yet. I don't know why I ain't bought one. <laughs> so I think I ain't got no 2K to play or none of that shit UFC so I can beat d right? Shit. Here we go with this nigga. <laughs> no, I'm Here we go with that but, shit. Uh, so, man, I did no, I, yeah, I'd I be bored, man. I'd I be real bored. But, I mean, that comes with it. You know what I'm saying? It comes with it. But the the thing is, when I'm bored, though, and I have nothing to do, I tend to look up just different ways to make money. I don't, cause that, bro, I'm telling you, that book opened my, my mind. Like, I just, because there's so many different ways to make Because, like, you know, school, growing up, school is like, oh, you, you have to go to college. You have to get a job to be successful and blah, blah, blah. Man, that's not the case. You know what I'm saying? Like, some of the most wealthiest, richest people in the world never went to college. The person that invented college didn't go to college. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the like, the ways to make money is just online, man. I mean, of course, you, I mean, I like, I have a, everybody gonna have a job, but sooner or later, man. At least for me, I'm gonna find a way. I'm gonna get good at day trading, and have my different businesses and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? But again, one step at a time, baby steps. You know what I'm saying? I'm in no rush. Real talk. Um, do you feel like boredom can be good if you if you know how to use being bored? You yes. know, uh, get creative with it. Yes. You know, uh, trying to trying to look at new hobbies instead of yeah. instead of going in the bullshit. Yeah, it definitely can. Like, cause I know some cats, man, they'll get bored. And be like, man, fuck, it, I'm going out. They go out, and they never come back home. Mm. Or they go out. And just do some do some crazy shit, you know what I'm saying? And it could it could be something small, like they get drunk, trip over a curb and break the ankle, some shit like that. Like, like if you and if you just get bored, and and you make decisions like that, it's not good. Like impulsive decisions. Like if you know how to handle your boredom, and learn how to you, handle your boredom. Yeah. How do you handle yours? How do I handle mine? Oh yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I look up on YouTube the different ways to make money. Oh yeah. Because you did say that. Yeah. <laughs> or like if it's not that, man, I ain't gonna lie, I just bump the music. Just jam out by myself. Mm. Looking crazy. 
But like, I don't know. That's like that's just me. Or I'll I'll fuck around, and make some TikToks. You know what I'm saying? You know, something like that, or think of different business ideas. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. So it's it's one of those things. Either on YouTube, looking to make ways to make money, different ideas, business ideas, or just shit, bumping music. Yeah, that's great, fam. I ain't gonna lie. Um, I feel like cats need to learn how to handle like they boredom or how to get more yeah. creative. With us having social media now and and just phones, I feel like it's okay to use social media when you're bored. And at the same time, social media can can open up your pathways yeah. to get it to start the business or making more money. Right. I feel like social media is good if you know how to use it. Yeah, yeah. That was the thing about this podcast ish was like was like, bruh. Me making TikToks and ish, bro, I really got bored. And I really just like, I'm thinking, I'm like, what if I could do something out of this? I started posting hella game and TikTok, yeah. UFC, like, type shit. Just because you never know who going to see that shit right. one day, bro. And, right. like, once you get, like, certified or something, bro, that's a side hustle right there. Oh, God. The thing about this podcast is that is that I was done talking about let's start a podcast, let's start a podcast. Yeah. We had so many conversations. But what if I can make something out of this podcast where where Ish really start to gradually grow as long as I stay consistent with it? Right. That's the reason why like I've been trying to get out so many episodes and stuff just to just to um, continue to grow my my uh, platform. And I want different people on here because because that can expand my networking. Mm-hmm. So I feel like yeah, man, like. Boredom can be good. Yeah. Great. If anybody ain't tell you, I'm proud of you, my boy. But, hey, because, I appreciate it, family. Because, man, shit like this, a podcast, man, this shit can take off. That's what man. I'm saying, you bro. You getting it from the, like, man, we, we ain't got no fancy mics. <laughs> we ain't got no studio. <laughs> we we in a room with a fan. It's just grueling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so, like, so, man, when I'm not going to say if, man. When this podcast blow and you and you doing it, you got your own studio. You know what I'm saying? You got some shit on there. You can remember back, you know, back then when, when, we, Definitely. when we was in your room with, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying, bro. Um, once I definitely, you know, have my own studio and have the cheese to buy my equipment and a camera and, like, really, like, make it official type-ish, that's when I feel like I'll get way bigger. But right now, I really made this podcast because, because like, long shifts at work type-ish where yeah. you just sit in there, man. warehouse type-ish. Especially so just for like, me. Cause man, shit, you took 16 hours like shit. 16 hour shit, man. Because, like, so right now I'm on second shift, which is from 2 to 10. And then I work overtime, which it makes it to 16 from 10 to 6. Okay. Right. So the third shift from 10 to 6, which I'm about to go on for my regular shift here soon, they sleep. The only thing you got to do is you do count at 12, you do count at 5, and all the in between there from 10 to 6, you get up every 30 minutes and you walk around and make sure people's alive. Mm. That's it. So, so, that, so that's, so those, you know what I'm saying, those eight hours of boredom, I'm on, I'm on your podcast, listen. That's or, what I'm or saying. I'll on, or I'll be on, you know what I'm saying, like, like when my dad started his podcast, when I worked at Lowe's, I listened to his, you know what I'm saying? Because podcast, man, it, it 
it gets you like you know. That's what, what I'm saying, like, bro. For some reason, I don't know, but like when you listen to a podcast, it it almost makes you feel like you're a part of that conversation. Yeah. So it like it gets like man, that shit works. Bro. That's what I'm saying. Another reason why is because bro, cats got voices, bro. But yeah. I feel like we need to express our shit more, especially men. Yeah. We really don't talk. Mm-mm. We really keep our emotions bottled up and. It took me about like fifteen years to oh not it took me like sixteen years to you know say fuck it bro I'm gonna express my emotions mm-hmm. I'm not gonna call no cat a bitch for feeling like this type of way because right. I would have because because I've been called that before like I'm trying to think freshman year at Wittenberg I think I was having like a like a bad panic attack during stretches bro and I'm telling nobles I'm like. I'm like, he just, like, sit here, like, and, and, like, chop it up with me. He gonna call me a bitch. <laughs> you feel me? So, like, hey, he gonna hey, ask me. Hey, hey, Nobles was the biggest bitch on that <laughs> team, bro. Bro, man, Eli Rennick punched it. <laughs> <laughs> bro, but. No, he did that for real? Like, was it, like, the first, like, practice type shit? Nah, this was, uh, we, we were in the indoors, and, yeah, man, like, when that shit happened, I was like. Damn, but like mental health is, it's it's taken as such a joke. But Man, then I didn't know that, bro. That's bro, fucked up. It took everything in me to just not just snap on this cat. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Because I can't get mad at him because well, but like I couldn't get mad at him because I'm like, bro, cats aren't in my shoes. Right. But at the same time, he talked about he dealt with this shit in class and shit and how. And how he was so depressed and had anxiety before, but I'm like, bro, like you just faking this shit, yeah, bro. Like you I, just man, talk, just talk. Yeah, the problem with Nobles, um, I'm sure anybody can on the team can attest to this. He, I feel like he had something to prove, and he was trying to prove something, and he, his ego was through the roof, but it was never working. So he just kept feeling like he just still needed to prove something. So. Time and time again, he would talk shit. He would bash other players, things like that. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. And I feel like the way society is nowadays, like... You feel me? That's he, the reason why... That shit. That's the reason why, like, man... I had no hate towards him for saying that. Yeah. I was disappointed, but I couldn't hate him for saying that, bro. Like, look at the world that, that we live in. Right. Us men are taught to keep this mental health shit as a joke. Yeah. We're taught to taught to learn that anxiety and depression. Oh, that shit's that shit fake. Mm-hmm. You just weak type ish. Right. Whole time like that shit real because like for me, man, like if like if I have some shit I need to get off my chest and I don't get it off, like I I try to like push it to the side, but it's still in me. And sometimes, man, like something will happen, and I'll just snap, and everything will come out. Just built up, yeah. Built up, and that's why I don't fight no more. Like, man, if if somebody, like, only if 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 you're not putting my life in danger or my family, then and you just talking, I'm gonna leave you alone. Leave you alone, cause cause bro, like, cause like if I fight, man, like all of this shit gonna come out, like nigga, like, like bro could. I don't know. Bro could like 
don't fuck. I don't know. Like, push my girl or something, and I'll be I'll be beating his ass. I'm like, man, what you say about my mom? Like, just shit, like I'm so I'm so blacked out that I'll be saying shit that has nothing to do with with what was going on. Cause I so much shit is built up, and that's why I don't fight. Because man, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, if I get in a fight, like I'm gonna be where I'm working at. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be in prison because I'm, mm. I'm not gonna stop. That's why I've just. I just breathe and I just, you know what I'm saying? Learn how to mellow it. Right. I just got one rule. Just don't put your hands on. Real talk. So I thought that I was tripping for that because, you no, know. That's, that should be every man's number one rule. For you real. feel don't, me, bro? Like, just don't put your hands, hands on me, on me. Or my family. Right. Other than that, man, you can talk all the shit you want to talk. I might I might talk. I might chirp back. Just yeah. control, but, like, I ain't feeding to you, man. Right. You ain't that's like, real, though. That's real talk right there, though, bro, because, you know. I feel like, man, most cats, most cats throw away everything that they got just because, just because we swoop down to, to the other cat's level. Mm -hmm. We fed into it, fed into his energy, fed into, fed into his, uh, his, uh, verbal, his, his verbal actions. It's like, I heard this on a movie and and I liked it all eyes on me. He said, don't, he's like, don't, what'd he say? He said, don't do something for 50 seconds. That's going to get you 50 years. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you, if, like, now, if you really got to steal on bro, because he punched you or something like that to handle your business. But if he, but if he dished your homies or he, he beefing with someone that you know, man, don't go grab your gun and, and, and shoot him. You know what I'm saying? Because with that, what you just did for 20 seconds got you 20 to life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's really, it's emotions. Emotions is a motherfucker. Because like if if you if you let your emotions dictate your actions, it's gonna be all bad. Like if I let my emotions dictate my actions, man, guys don't know where we would be right now. Right? Because man, some cats wanna be alive. Shit. Right. Man, I'd be, man, I don't know where I'd be. So that's why I'm kind of grateful that, like, I can just, I think before I act. You know what I'm saying? Green. Like, like with the whole trash with piss on it. Like, man, if I didn't think I was, bro, I was stealing, I was pulling out my spray and something. But I just, I just took a breath and it was like, man, it's not worth it. Just go, go wash up. You know what I'm saying? You know, some cats say that breathing don't work, but. Man, that shit works. I feel like. I feel that it only doesn't work because you don't want it. To. You feel me? And like, you just, all right, I'm going to do it. But you're not really trying, but like, you're not thinking deep into it. Yeah. Like, like every breath should be just like, a, you feel like, me? I'm down. Don't do it. Like, you're not letting, like, you're not letting your mind really clear out type right. ish. Yeah. That's, that's what I'll be like. Yeah, man. Every, every big moment or every just, just negative play that has happened in my life. I've had to learn how to control my emotions because if I would to snap out, like if I was to snap, yeah, it it get bad, bro. Like nigga, for me being as big as I am, bro, like you know, I'm wrecking hey, shit. Why you wrecking hey, Ralph? Like, Ralph like, Ralph like you know what I'm saying, hey. bro? Like, bro, bro, yeah, because. Well, I remember a few times where I didn't seen your face and like, like, <laughs> you, like you was like, 
trying not to, like, not dude. to snap. And I was like, oh, man, these little snap, thing, it's going to get bad. And the crazy thing about it is that cats want to see you snap. Cats yeah, want to see you mad. Yeah, they want to. Me, personally, I could have fucked with you because you're a boxer, bro. <laughs> like, dude, your shit's probably lethal. Your hands, you're not the biggest, but you know what you're doing with your hands. You know how to fight now, bro. Like, I never understood why cats want to push other cats' buttons. Like, bro, like, it's dangerous. Like they, yeah, they like they get they get a kick out of it. But you don't know what that dude is capable of. Right. Now you may you may you may do like oh, man, he I see you feel me? Fight, but but nine times out of ten, if like if we if we just moved into college and you know you got you got somebody that is trying to be top dog, ego up to the roof, and he just picking on people trying to get them, you know, wild up, you don't know what he's capable of. Like Leo, for instance. He's what I don't even know what national he Irish. I don't know what the fuck he is. Bro, Leo. But, but he <laughs> he's skinny, scrawny. They ain't got no muscles. But he know Taekwondo and Muay Thai, all that shit. So he might black man. Belt. You, yeah, you might punch on him. He might put you in a fucking chokehold. And you know what I'm saying? It be certain cats were like, or like I'll be like, if I even made this cat mad, bro, I'll feel terrible about myself because yeah. because because some cats really don't bother nobody. Right, they don't do nothing. They just you know go about their business. You feel you me? Know what I'm saying? So like for you to go out your way and make another cat mad, who who I know he doesn't bother nobody or he handles his business then there's something wrong with you bro right like exactly. real talk like 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 for instance i never understood why people would try to make you upset you feel me? like you was bro every time you come to practice you was laughing cracking jokes smiling you know right. what I'm saying? talking shit but in a joking way yeah. you know what i'm saying like you never like you never bothered nobody everybody loved darius love you know right. what i'm saying but for some reason, cats would just try to try to get you over that edge to see you snap because they want to see what it's like for a big ass nigga. To, I don't know what. That's what I'm like. saying. But bro. like, I'd be like, man, in my head, I'm like, man, what the fuck? I was like, so some cats would do. I'd be like, all right. In my head, I'm like, all right, go ahead. Because he gonna body slam your ass. Like, like that's what I'm saying, bro. And I think that I think that cats who learn how to control their emotions and their and their actions really know how powerful that 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 like they can really be. Yeah, you don't know what a cat is capable of when when he's blacked out yeah. or mad. You're full of adrenaline. Mm -hmm. you, you like you don't feel shit. Yeah, you really don't. You feel like, like you, bro? When I when I get mad, I don't feel it. Like like mentally and physically. Like if I'm if if I'm like up like mad mad like pissed off to the max, you punch me in my face, I probably won't feel it. I'll just get more upset. Type shit. Real talk. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is, bro. But like some cats like that. You know what I'm saying? That's why you can't you can't do that to people because you don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like if you piss them off, they might beat the brakes off you. You might be hitting them with everything you got, chairs, poles, mops, and they don't feel a goddamn thing. Just, just eating that shit. Eating that shit. Just because see, like Yeah, man. It's I don't know. I've seen a few people try to get you angry. I'm like, man, why? Like, why? Like, what for? I think it's just society in general, bro. I ain't, right. It's society man, in general. The man, I don't know why, but the closest I got to fighting was at the uh, CDR with uh, Aloy. Man, I look <laughs> back at that shit now, and I just laugh because that shit funny. Because, bro, 
I don't know why, but he just he loved to like think he was. I don't know what it was because like at the CDR, bro, like you know what I'm saying. I stood up just because you know I was trolling, but then at the game, he kept hitting me with that fucking towel, acting like he was waving it. So I grabbed it from him, gave it back to you because yeah, he he took it from you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So gave it back to you, and he took it back, and then he hit me again. Oh, the oh hell no, nah. man. Sit your ass that like, but like, I don't, I, I low key, I'm not gonna lie. The only reason I think it got to that point is because I was feeling down and some of my negative energy was coming back. It was built up, built up, and I felt like I had to fight somebody, which right. was never good. But I'm glad I didn't actually fight him, you know what I'm saying? Because who knows where that shit would have went. So I'm not gonna lie, I don't, if, if I was in the right state of mind, that shit. Me slamming them, whatever what you want to call it, probably would never would happen. But just the fact that I was down and I felt like, you know what I'm saying, I needed to fight somebody because my emotions were getting, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, Aloy, if you listen, I apologize, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't right there, mom. But. Shit, I don't know what he's doing right now. Shit, uh, they just reported to Cap, I think, today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they talking about some this, 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 the itinerary for today and tomorrow. I said, damn, Jim Collins at it again. Um, shit, that uh, shit. What's your record gonna be? I think shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him, I'm gonna give him some, some leeway and say six and six and four. I feel like if they play freshman and actually give some freshman a chance, Whitbird could do something. Yeah, cause bro, like, if you see in our class, man. Like we bro, we went undefeated and we never played with each other in our life. You feel me? In our life. And we blowing cats out the water. Never never then, was on the and same team. And then you got the the varsity who've been playing with each other for two, three, four years, yeah. sometimes five. And they not doing shit. It's crazy because and it, it, now yeah, it's bro. not all always the players, the coaches, man. When we played fucking uh what's what's the team? Wallbash. I was like, bro, you got you got Malik six five, you got damn uh 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 fucking white what what was the white what's your name uh uh Sauce, child no wait Jake Sauce Sauce yeah Sauce or Tyler May May nah nah yeah. May you got May who's what six three you got Malik six four six five and in the corners that are guarding him is five six five eight you tell him you gonna run the ball. Like in my head, I'm like, bro, this is just not rocket science. It's some ish that it's some ish that the upperclassmen taught me too. That that, that like I'm like, damn, I don't want to be here, bro. Like, I feel like our upperclassmen, they definitely could have did way better, way better. And I learned a lot from seeing that at Wittenberg. So at my next school, where where shit. I get to be uh, a upperclassman one day. I'm not making those mistakes. I'm gonna make mistakes, but right, you not. You feel me? Like I feel what you're saying. I'm gonna do a better job than how I was shown. Right. Yeah, because some upperclassmen, like some upperclassmen, was good. They took you up under their wing. They showed you a few things, like Connor Walls. You know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, uh. I can't remember his name. Not Render. Render. Yep, there we go. Render, Render was quiet. He was hard, though. He was 
he was quiet, but when, when it hit that field, yeah, he did his thing. But those two guys, they, you know, what I'm saying they 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 took you up under their wing. They showed you things. You know, what I'm saying if you did wrong, if you did a move wrong, or if, you could, if they critique in any way, they did it. You know what I'm saying? Rather than fucking Noble, who just say you shitty the whole time, niggas, a senior playing JV, not even starting on that motherfucker. Talking about somebody shitty. All right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Like, bro. But nah, man, like, yeah, no, nah, I, I feel what you're saying. I really do. That's the man, thing I about I feel like, man, if we was on that varsity, on you that feel field, me? Man, we would have done some shit. Like, bro, I can go, like, we have so many players and they're. There were so many times where we could have. I'm like, look, bro, we D three, bro. We at the same school, right? Like, I'm like, brother, you D three, just like us, right? No scholarship, just like NFL players. <laughs> you try to grill, <laughs> nah, but Mensa, um, Mensa definitely took me under his wing, and he, no, he he was cool, but he, yeah, he he was real cool. He but was real cool. I didn't talk shit, but he was cool. Like I was saying, though. Oh, damn. Shit. I forgot what I was about to say. <laughs> it's that brain first shit. Nah, but, oh. Like I was saying, though. Bro, what was I talking about? <laughs> uh, we were talking about, like, um. Like, uh. Damn. That's the that's the thing. <laughs> we be so we be so good, like deep into the conversation. Like about this podcast. Yeah, shit, we, we were just talking about like um like leadership. Oh yeah. So I think that I was getting into uh render and yeah. walls and stuff. Yeah. And just how like man. Damn, bro! I ain't <laughs> what I'm about to say, bro. No, you talking about like when you like when you become an upperclassman, like you you gonna, you gonna yeah. I was talking stage. about that. But fuck, you bro. Said after that. Yeah, like. Shit, I don't remember. Like bro. the freshman, <laughs> <laughs> like the freshman, bro. Like if we could have, if we would have oh, played yeah. some freshman, bro, we would have definitely we had a way better. Because like the fact. Yeah, that oh, was, this this is what I was saying, okay. bro. I was saying that, bro. We're all D three. None of us have a scholarship here. Right. We should get like the. You feel me? Like the same. Like, you feel me? At respect. least some type of moment to prove ourselves. Right. Yeah. 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 You feel me, bro? Like if you a freshman, if you're a freshman coming in on like scholarship and like you came in late, okay, like you on scholarship still. Wait your turn, type shit. Nigga, none of us are on scholarship here, bro. We should, like, bro. We have we have some freshmen that could play varsity. Man, that first real, year, like real talk, like in what we had, what Eli and and Luke that played. Yep, that was Carson was in there a little bit. Too. Carson was in there a little bit, but that's really about it though. And then and then um Ashton he got a little shot at the end. Yeah, but like other than that, man, we had some dogs that really could have, that really could have did some shit. But that was a thing, bro. I think I think it wasn't. In my opinion, I think it wasn't necessarily the skill set, but more so that. The upperclassmen knew the plays and the moves yeah. and shit like that. Cause like I ain't gonna lie, I knew I was better than most of the D linemen, but the fact that they knew the plays more than I right. did kind of played a part. Came in down that. to like the right. experience of playing right. college yeah. football. Right. Yeah, I see what you were saying though, but but at the same time though, Cuddy, we was going against um teams that played freshmen. Right. Like, but like that Wabash team was like full like 
Probably, probably had like five freshmen, bro. Yeah. Playing. Right. Like. That was the most craziest game. I ain't gonna lie. All bads, bro. That was a crazy-ass game, bro. Man, and I we really went, thought we was gonna do something with that. We were on the sidelines, homecoming, beer and shit. Stands full, nigga. We ain't Ball bash cannonball. <laughs> Heard that bullshit all week. All bro. week at practice. Wall bash cannonball. What the fuck? Freaky shit. Oh hell. No. <laughs> man, that game pissed me off, man. I ain't gonna lie. Cause like it's like, bro. They wanted to it's just it's just the fact that you have five seven corners against our six five, six four receivers. And we're not throwing the ball. We're not throwing the ball. Like, yeah, my man, my man, um what, what was our running back's name? Gross. Gross. Yeah, gross. Yeah, he doing his thing. He running niggas over and shit. But you see, when you pass the ball, you get a 60-yard touchdown. Yeah. But then you don't want to pass it no more. Like, like, what? Like, how does that go. make sense? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if running game's not working, and you know that, so it's like, all right, let me try to pass it. And you get a 60-yard touchdown, so you should you would think that you should keep passing the ball. Hell but, yeah. you know, they go back to running. For what reason? No clue. But that game, like, I don't know. It just it was kind of frustrating to watch. I should be a. I ain't gonna lie. I disowned Wittenberg Tiger football after that game. I think we all did. I ain't gonna like, lie. Like I'm man. not like nigga. I was not out there playing. I do not. That is not <laughs> my loss. Fuck them. <laughs> like, nah. And the thing about it is that man, cats blame every loss on the freshman. Real shit. That's what made me mad. Like real talk. Like <laughs> hey, why like, was we getting blamed for that? Right. Shit? <laughs> like they say some stupid shit. Like I should give me some water. You ain't give me time. I was dehydrated. Nigga, you did coke before the game. Shut up. <laughs> like when niggas don't know the real, bro. They, they you, really don't. I'm glad that like you said that, bro, because niggas really don't be knowing. I'm like, bro, man, freshman year of college, bro, your upperclassman, you gonna see lo- a, a, lot a whole of lot of shit, boy. Like at D three at least, because right, I went there, I'm like, because you know, I'm thinking when I first heard they was they was drinking and doing and doing coke and cocaine shit before the game. I'm like, man, no way, we college athletes ain't no way that they doing this shit. During camp, before games, and then I see that them do the shit, and I'm like, "That shit real." That shit's real. And then, and then the one game when uh, I traveled to uh, 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 Hiram, I see damn Mike knock his eye, his fucking pupils is sm- him, uh, uh, him, uh, uh, what's um, what's what was ninety three. 90, or bro. not, not ninety three, ninety seven. <laughs> Grant, bro. Holland, Holland, yeah, Hollinger, Hollinger. Yeah. Hollinger. Oh, bro, I see him, Hollinger, bro. They fucking pupils are like the size of a fucking like a marble, like not even a like like just small as fuck. And I'm like, man, because they on some shit. They dehydrated as fuck. But, shit, crazy, bro. But like I'm and like, that's what I was like. How dangerous that shit really man, is, what? bro. You, man, you got to have a cardiac arrest. You done. And the thing about it, see, I don't get why cats are doing that for a D3 football game. We not even in the playoff or national championship, bro. Right. You trying to get a, you trying to get an extra boost. Do you feel for me? a for a team that you about to play that's zero and five? Like, like, bro, shittiest team in the conference. You know, you, all this extra is right. But like, cats don't know the real, bro. Man, I'm telling really you, bro, don't. college football, bro. It's college crazy, football man. and ish, it be looking good on the outside. But some cats, yeah. man, from from my first year of experience, bro, it's going to be the 
long, bumpy road. Right. Like, that's just like, Because, man. You when just you see fre- so much shit. Yeah, like, huh? like when you a freshman, man, you just, every everything's on you. A loss, you didn't give us a good look all week. Your Bitch. fault. That's your bad. Right, that's your fault. Like, like, man. I don't know. It's just, when you a freshman, man, you just take all the slack. It's just like, the upperclassmen is just there to play and you there to do all the work. You feel what I'm saying? It's a bullshit. It's a bullshit. Ain't you working your ass off the same as they doing. But they the ones out there playing and you on the sideline, but yeah, it's your fault because y'all lost. Like. And then they try to pull the excuse of we didn't help them um, prepare well yeah. when when scout team was busting them now. Busting him. And then, and then and then the coaches get mad because, like, which I didn't like because sometimes the coaches will get mad for us busting their ass. Right. Like that's our like you want you should want us to do that. Right. That's just gonna get them better. Like, like I remember one time, Coach Collins, <laughs> or was it? I don't remember who it was, but I got bumped into the quarterback. Mm, I, man. Like, oh. but, like, but like I I ain't I ain't brought my hands around him. I put my hands up all I, like my chest just hit his shoulder pads. Don't touch the QB, no. Like damn. <laughs> all I did was get in the backfield. I stopped putting my hands up and I got bumped. Like shit like that. Like cause the old linemen, they would do that shit on purpose. They would like you would get past them and they would push you into the quarterback so that yeah. way you got yelled at. I'd be like, bro. So next time. Like I'm, I'm yanking shit, like, like, like real shit, like, like, like shit like that. I ain't, bro. But yeah, man, we was scouting, we was busting their ass. Scouting was busting them niggas, bro. Because every time I, bro, I ain't gonna lie. Every time I went fucking went against Mensa, bro, I know he was leaving with that hit every time, every trip. Just technique, just like tendencies type is. Yeah, man, I hit him with the swim move every trip. Come here. He get mad as fuck walking back into the huddle like. White ass nostrils. Well, why this nigga trying to grill? Why they? <laughs> nah, I, I like that. Nah, Mrs. Nah, real shit. Mrs. Mrs. is cool dude. Mrs. is cool dude. But like, <laughs> but nah, man. It's just freshman ball, man. Freshman ball. That's all you can really say. Man, shit. Hey, shit, man. Hey. Life. Real talk. Real. On Steve. <laughs> hey man, shit. Before before I wrap this up now, bruh. You know, Travon. Do you have any words for cats out there that uh may need words of uh encouragement or guidance or um some advice of some sort? Just to help them keep going. Yeah, of course. Um, Talk to me. So, man, if if you're feeling down and, you know what I'm saying, you feel like you ain't got nowhere to go and you feel like you just hit rock bottom, man, I'll tell you this. The best thing about hitting rock bottom is that the only way to go is up. So if you feel like you if you absolutely lowest, you can't go and you can't go no more lower, only way for you to go is up. So just keep going. Strive. Because... Trust. Nothing nothing is nothing is a better feeling than knowing that you was at the bottom and, and now you're at the top. You know what I'm saying? You got it from the mud. 
You know what I'm saying? Just put in and put in hard work and dedication, man. That's the recipe to success. Hard work and dedication. So you know what I'm saying just just keep going. Don't stop. That is our CO of the year. Jamal <laughs> Burton. Hey. Hey man, but thank you to thank you to Hey. <laughs> thank you to uh whoever is listening right now. Listener type thing, you know. Uh subscribe, you know, follow, tap in, man. Rate the rate the podcast. Seventy two you. Hey man, tell them cast seventy two you the best podcast out there, right? Best now. podcast, man. Seventy two you on all streaming platforms, man. Tap in. You feel you know me? Yeah. It's, it's going big Eight places. Balls. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going it's going places, man. Be a part of the family. Trust. I'm Steve. Hey man, seven to you podcast out, man. Thank you to Trevor Barton for coming. Thank you, Darius Love Jr. Yeah, he got it. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, we out, man. Be safe. Love y'all.